0: When I first met Katie in early 2020, she was speaking at an event that was held by a mutual friend of ours. I was really impressed by Katie's confidence and the way she so passionately spoke about health and nutrition and well-being. And this was an audience of I think 100% women. So <laughs> she very much spoke to us and our needs and well here we are over a year later, actually probably more like a year and a half, and we're diving deep into a conversation today about well-being, creativity, and how as female entrepreneurs we can stay true to our feminine essence while we run businesses, we run households, and we juggle relationships and keep on top of everything else. <laughs> Thankfully Katie had the foresight to begin building a unique body of work some years ago prior to everything going online in the last year which has helped to navigate this time somewhat seamlessly and continue to support women in this challenging time where Many things are impacting our health like stress and fear and our well-being because for periods of time we aren't as connected with other women as we typically are and I know that this is changing a lot of us and probably our DNA and so Katie's work is really really important in helping women to reconnect to some of those innate parts of ourselves. She is an embodied women's mentor and a children and women's health practitioner. Katie has trained as a naturopath, clinical nutritionist, herbalist, and she draws on things like NLP and EFT, emotional freedom technique and Reiki. It's through her work that she helps women to be their most empowered, self-assured and optimally well selves. And she has two great programs that you can be part of being woman and becoming mother, being woman and becoming mother. I'm really excited to dive into this episode. She shares a lot about her journey and how she had a, a bit of a career change as well, actually, her decision to really double down and build her online body of work and really challenged the status quo and the typical business model that some of these practitioners like a naturopath or a herbalist a lot of that work has has traditionally been done in person and she's really challenging that and creating these programs and in different ways of working with her but still being able to Get the benefit of the naturopathy and the and the uh, nutritionist background. So I'm very much looking forward to sharing today's conversation with you. Please enjoy episode 94 with Katie Holohan. Welcome to the True to You podcast, your go-to show for practical wisdom to build a meaningful, creative small business. You'll find content on marketing, mindset, and tons of experts who want to help you grow a thriving small business that you love. My guests are exceptionally creative women building businesses from their zone of genius, all while balancing many other roles in their life. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Welcome, Katie, to the Trudy podcast. It's beautiful to be here with you today on this sunny, glorious morning. Thank you for joining us.
1: You're welcome, thank you so much for having me.
0: Now, Katie and I have a lot of interesting conversations offline, and so we thought we would bring some of Katie's expertise today into the forefront in terms of helping female entrepreneurs, female small business owners, in terms of their health and wellness, because I think that this is something that allows you, if you're fueled and you've got energy, you can create and you can go out there and do your life's work, the things that inspire you and inspire the people and create change. But we need that fuel, we need that engine working properly and Katie is, very, very passionate about this. And so we're going to dive into a few things today. We're gonna talk a little bit about, yes, women's health and some of the basics of maintaining energy and lowering stress and all that. But then we're also going to dive a little bit deeper into creativity and what actually helps you to maintain your creative side, and I know that that's so important for so many of these women business owners that listen to this because there's a lot of creative. So I'm very excited for this conversation. Let's kick it off, Katie, with learning a little bit about your story and your background and how you came to be an naturopath, and particularly inspiring women to create positive change in terms of their health and well being.
1: Thanks Ruby. Really nice introduction, I guess, to everything I am passionate about when you sent me through the questions and sort of topics and themes that you really wanted to, to bring to the forefront. I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so I'll keep kind of my journey to being a naturopath, I guess, the brief side of the story and focus more on um, why I've ended up working with women, but initially when I left school, so I'm 31 now, um, actually turned 32 in six days. (laughs) Um, and initially when I left school, I went into studying psychology. So I've always had this fascination, I guess, for how the brain works, how humans interact with one another, our social, you know, our social order and, um, the way that we respond in this world. So I guess I've had a natural fascination for that and, Whilst I was studying, I was actually working in uh, hospitals doing health administration and for a particular part of that, I was working in emergency departments and I have to admit, seeing people come in and out of that system and ending up in a position where, you know, I was seeing women at that point who were mums with, you know, kids at home who were at complete breaking point to be honest, with their mental mental health and their physical health. And I'm taking away studying psychology and as I started to learn more about the body and health just from being in that setting at work and then looking at what I was learning as written information at university, I was thinking, but why aren't we telling them about food? You know, it was already, that seed was already being planted. Why are they coming back into the system? Why is this talk therapy not working on its own? Why are, uh, you know, psychiatric drugs not working? What, what are, why, why are these, you know, not just women, there was men as well at that time, but you know, why are people recycling through this system? What are we missing as part of this picture? And I think I wanted more is what I'm trying to say. You know, I was thinking I had, I want more. I want to be able to do more than just talk to these people about their problems. So after third year psych, I was actually studying a psych and health science double degree. So I was getting the health side of it in terms of like um, health research and health promotion as well. So really looking at demographics of the world and was thinking, why is this happening in younger people? And I wanted more which at the end of that, I ended up, I stumbled across and I must admit, I was just researching something one day and I kept getting the ads pop up for Endeavour College in Sydney, which I didn't study at, I studied at Place in Newcastle, but it was click on it one day, have the meeting four days later with the... (laughs) college um, lecturer sign up the next day classes start two days later and all of a sudden i was enrolled in naturopathic medicine nutritional medicine to be a clinical nutritionist and tucked underneath there as well also said you know what i'll do an advanced diploma in western herbal medicine at the same time (laughs) so i kind of went all in and it really broadened my perspective of how we can help ourselves live holistically well and not end up in these recycled patterns so now working with with women i think was a natural evolution for me as i grew and developed as a woman and as i explored my own personal journey with relationships with my relationship to starting a business um and realizing what i needed in order to be good at doing any of those things Um, as i did that I naturally attracted more female clients, always had an interest in working with children. And I realized the children can't be well if mum's not well, because mom can't implement anything. She's, you know, she's in burnout. Um, And that wasn't even women in business. This is just women in general. And we'll I'm sure go into this more so it was a natural inclination to obviously attract in what I was learning most about, and I love that for that analogy of how women do business as well of just like doing what's true to you, which is obviously your podcast you know yeah so doing what's true to you, but it really is so fundamental for a woman in terms of maintaining her health and wellness when she is in business um, because if we if we don't <laughs> yeah it gets it gets hard. It gets Mm -hmm. really hard. So it was easy for me to work with women because I was growing into my womanhood. Uh, And I guess I've just pulled it all together in terms of the naturopathic work now gone and, and just completed some Reiki practitioner training. um, Just added in some EFT training along the way, emotional freedom techniques. So I've really gone full circle and gone, okay, psych, where's the health stuff that facilitates healing that. And then, now have gone back to putting those two together and really finding the niche with with women and i love it love Mm -hmm. it Mm.
0: yes and if you get a chance to follow katie you'll really see that passion come through she especially because she you have so much time for people and you give so much value just through for example, through social media, but you also have other programs as well in which people can work with you directly. And I think that that shows someone that is truly passionate about what they're doing and really wants to help people not just Seeing seeing it as a career, but seeing this is like your life's work, basically, and and it may change and evolve, but yeah, it's it's really beautiful to see that come through. So,
1: quite literally, my life's work, literally as I'm growing into my womanhood and teaching others about womanhood. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes, Yeah. yeah, that's that's so beautiful, and you get to share from a really personal place through your own experiences and what's worked and what's not worked. I'm interested to know in terms of how your business journey has come about and that whole side of things in terms of your own wellness and your own well-being, mentally and physically. What did you notice as you started a business got out of uh, got out of university and then started working in your profession and then eventually starting a business. What did you notice in terms of your own health? What's your been your personal experience with this process? And um, you know, I, I I'm fortunate I can speak to the corporate side and I can speak to the business side because I've had both, but I'd just love to know for you what what that's been like and what you've really realized. Is needed
1: hmm I think one of the biggest things that came to mind with you speaking to that then Ruby was the the point where I realized I didn't need to run my business under the social expectation of what it is to run a business so what do I mean by that Um, traditionally as a naturopath we're often caught in that real clinical, like one-to-one setting, you know, so you book in, you're with me for an hour, you pay you hundred dollars, you leave, I write you up some notes. And I tried that at the start. And because I didn't know myself well enough, I let all of my own personal um, needs, my own personal zones of genius, my own personal, I guess, personality strengths, they all were the whitewash (laughs) that I wasn't paying attention to. And instead I was following these um, societal expectations of what it is to run a business. So I, you know, okay, you have people that you book them in, you, you have an online booking system, you streamline that. So it was very, um, yeah it it was a it was a slow evolution of breaking down as I became more authentic to who I was and learn more about my own self my own strengths and the way that I could run a business to really yeah to, to really enhance my own yeah I guess it's hard to describe I think I think you would know what I'm talking about though it's like to to really um, play to my own strengths and let go of what anyone else was doing. That was a big, big moment for me. That changed my health physically, that changed the health of my business and that changed the health and wellbeing of my clients because I showed up so much better. Mm. So I was getting quite, um, I think a lot of business owners go through this in the first two to three years is that we do it one way, which is the way we're taught to do it. And then we start to find our own path, which is probably a better way of describing what I just went around in circles to say. And you know, when you do, the business grows, but it gets easier. And then I was serving better. So I went through the burnout period where I was almost cynical in business. Um, I was feeling overwhelmed. And traditionally we would call that burnout. Mm. And a lot of female entrepreneurs go through that in particular. I would say in comparison to men, and I've got lots of reasons I can explain and why that happens for women, but it was definitely me trying to follow society's expectation of business, which is you should have an online booking system. They should be able to just book in. You've got your schedule open five days a week. You're working you know, in a face-to-face, one-to-one setting. And then as my confidence grew, and as I, you know, did go into learning about my own personal strengths, as I did go into learning more about my menstrual cycle, about seeing business as a cycle and as a living, breathing organism, instead of as this linear trajectory where you're supposed to just grow in a straight line. I was able to step out of those expectations, and it 's been the best thing I ever did and my business has completely exploded because of that and Now I do get to show up in a way where people speak how you have where they say I see the value and i also I know exactly what you do and I know what your niche is and i if if i 've got a problem with my menstrual cycle, I know i 'll call Katie mm. you know so yeah it's it's been it's a process of as my self development has progressed, my business has been able to progress. And the message for anyone listening out of that is, you know, taking a look at what are the societal expectations of the style of business that I'm running, of the field that I'm in and how others run it. And then what are my own personal strengths? What are my own personal zones of genius? What do I love doing? And, Am I implementing any of those? Or am I just running on the societal expectations? Because that's a fundamental to women being healthy in their businesses. When we're just running on the societal expectations, we're running on a 24 hour clock and women naturally aren't that we're cyclical beings. I can go into that. If, um, if we have the time to do that, I think it's really relevant for women. Um, there's a doctor called Dr. Libby Weaver. She talks about the rushing women's syndrome you would have heard of. probably. Mm, not mm. Even yet. Um, and essentially my philosophy on it is, is that for a lot of women going into business or a lot of women, even in the corporate world, I think with the rise of, feminism and bear with me here because a lot of I feel a lot of females can be triggered by this conversation because we do want to feel empowered and we do mm. want to feel like we want to have it all. And I think with the rise of feminism, not only did we access more rights, but we actually accessed more responsibility with less honoring for what the female body is. And so whilst at the same time as I'm shouting from the rooftops that it's fantastic that I want women to be able to have the you know the, the best and highest job role that they would so desire that they can speak in front of thousands of people that they can earn the millions of dollars if they want to plus have babies plus have a beautiful household and a relationship and whatever they want there's there's a cost to that for women because we hormonally and and health wise from a physiological standpoint we're actually different to males. Mm. And there's no, I say it's controversial and triggering because there's no other way to say it, but I find a lot of women are like, but we can do it all. Yeah, we can, because women are great like that, but there is a cost. Mm. And I do feel that we've lost the reverence for what it is to be a woman and what it is to do things like keep a house or raise babies, if you choose to raise babies. And, um, yeah, I, I do feel that, with our desires to to have all the other things, um, and have the careers, and have the corporate life, and have the money, which I want women to have, at the same time, it's it's subtly saying it's not enough for us to just want to be at home.
0: Yeah, and yeah.
1: so we railroad over what we would be doing if we were back living in tribes. And we'd actually be, there'd be a lot more community support. We'd, we'd know when women were on their cycle. Um, when I say on their cycle, I mean, bleeding, menstruating. We would know when they were pregnant. We would know when they're having babies. We would honor that. And we've lost that reverence mm. for women in the corporate world and in big business world, um, or even small entrepreneur worlds. And even I've had clients lately tell me that they feel that even I work with a lot of women with harnessing, like, you know, reconnecting to their femininity and their sexual energy and, um, you know, I work with that from a health perspective, but also an emotional and spiritual perspective and for a lot of them, I say, you know, let's, let's find where we are getting some feminine energy in your life and even raising their children has become a masculine task because we're so time orientated. We're so structured in the way that we live in today's society. And that's what Dr. Libby meant when she said Russian women's syndrome. Mm. You know, where it's tick tick tick, we're trying to get all the things done, we're checking the boxes, we're getting Harry off to gym gymnastics by three PM, everyone back, dinner cooked. And by the time we get to the end of the day, creative and sexual energy and intimate energy is like it it's it's gone, Ruby. <laughs> it's mm. gone. And it's a perpetual cycle. And yeah. It, it creates this dryness and cynic, cynic, cynicism in, in women, I find that they feel strung out.
0: And we tend to, as a result, feel like we've lost control. We mm-hmm. feel like and I'm speaking personally from having gone through everything that you're you're talking about. I think most women, unless they're super in tune and they've been raised a certain way will experience this and I know there's so many driven women that listen to this podcast that that do want a bit of everything but that's so what I what I've come to realize is is what you were saying you know a lot of that stuff is very externalized uh, in terms of success and so regaining that feminine part of us is about creating that wholeness and people will feel that in your energy and you will feel when you feel more whole and you're tapped into to both sides of you it it, like you say it totally changes how you approach business how you approach life and and everything and gives you some freedom too i think that's the beautiful thing We're, we're less Confined to an order or a box and I love what you said about how you are evolving your business in response to that that really takes a lot of And this is actually, you know, part of that is a, a masculine quality of leadership. It takes a lot of leadership to to Say hang on something's not working here. I've got to change this but also how can I use my feminine intuition and use you know tap into those resources that are actually telling me the answers and and so i think that's so beautiful i'd love to dive a little bit deeper you spoke about a period of burnout that you had and in terms of the way that you had been working and and listening to how everyone else was telling you you needed to do your career and how that needed to look what are some things that you notice in female entrepreneurs female business owners outside of all of the other responsibilities but if we just look at that part of our lives yeah what do you notice health wise particularly for these women and what's the work there for to help bring us out of those patterns or out of those health issues that we might face
1: Yeah, I think specifically when it comes to business and um, most of us have heard of those, that term burnout if we're in business. Um, And most of us, I wanna talk first about what you might be feeling if you're in burnout as like a recognition point for Mm -hmm. anyone listening. And I feel that that word, that cynicism um, to the business or resentment is another word that often comes up for people where, or for women in particular, I find, where you're reaching a point where it's more effort than joy Mm. and sometimes business naturally is that, but when we, when it is more effort than joy, in, in a way that I I guess in an emotional sense. So often it is in terms of a, a, you know, logical, structural sense, like we do need to put more effort into business. Of course, we have to have that masculine leadership, but I think for women, if you're feeling emotionally, like you are a bit cynical of your own business, or if you are a bit resentful of your clients or, um, of anything going wrong or of um, anything going off center in your business and and you're seeing that as something that then starts to actually affect your own physical health so the manifestation then is i'm now not eating well i'm now not sleeping well i'm feeling like i'm constantly in fight or flight mode so to know that we're in fight or flight it's that irritability and agitation where we actually feel as though things are getting under our skin really easily a lot of people see that as just an emotional state but actually there's a lot of physical changes that are happening in your body what's happened is your nervous system is so switched on to your environment and to receiving stimuli and input that every little thing that comes in feels like a tiger chasing you it feels like Um, and attack you know instead of being able to process that and have the logical so the prefrontal cortex of the brain logged on and saying actually we don't need to be that stressed about that we can sort this out so that burnout you know stage is that stage where emotionally you're feeling resentful cynical physically you might start to start to notice that your habits are changing or that you can't keep up with your own health you are feeling tired and then you know, physically and um, in terms of your nervous system, feeling like you're constantly agitated um, and knowing that the effect of that on your physical health, our physical health, we are we work in a prioritisation system essentially. So the body is really good at prioritising what you need to do to survive at any one point in time, and for women in particular. Um, the things that get shut off for women when we're constantly in that fight or flight are things like our reproductive cycle, and that will change. So that's another little um, health checkpoint. Things like our energy will change. Things like sugar cravings, um, and you know, wanting to kind of live off the coffees or the or the sugar um, and the and the carbs to get your energy, simply because, as I said, it's a prioritization system. So if the body thinks you're being chased by a tiger because you've reached that burnout, like resentment point where that nervous system's on fire and it's saying, oh my gosh, tigers are everywhere going to eat me, it will prioritize stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol to help keep you at a level where you're ready to fight or flight, so flee, the situation at any point in time. So the body doesn't know physically that you are sitting in your nice little air conditioned office with your beautiful lighting and um, nothing can actually come in and eat you it's seeing an email that you received that you didn't want to get or a text message that you're behind on something as the tiger and whilst it's doing that as i said it's pumping out these stress hormones getting ready to run and whilst it's doing that It can't do things like make a baby. Now, not everyone wants to make a baby. Not everyone even wants to consider that or is in that life stage, but we have to remember as a woman, our physiology, our hormones are designed for that reproductive cycle. They do a lot of other beautiful things in the body and we need them for much more than making a baby. But I use that as an analogy because I think it's easy to understand that the body is not going to prioritize something like that when it thinks you're going to be eaten by a tiger. Similarly, with blood sugars, the body is unable to prioritize stabilization of blood sugars and correcting kind of normal balance and what we call homeostasis so, balance of all the things beautiful in the body or all the chemistry if it thinks you're dying you're gonna die from being chased by a tiger. It'll just keep being ready to run. And so the flow on effect is that then I see women with menstruation problems, with fertility problems if they do choose to have a baby, um, with problems with their sleep, and then that flows on Ruby. So you know if you're struggling with your sleep, if you're starting to get period pain you've never had before, if you're starting to have absent period, Um, periods if you're starting to get really heavy menstruation you've never had before you're feeling run down you're feeling tired that flows on then to lack of motivation and lack of creativity as a businesswoman as well and then the cycle perpetuates and continues because then we feel resentful and cynical (laughs) and then everything becomes agitating Then the nervous system switch on and we're back at the beginning so I mean in terms of what are the most common things that we see you know it starts with that emotional state, moves into that nervous system agitation, then ends up affecting like some really deep work in the female body in terms of menstrual cycles, our ability to regulate blood sugars. Um, I see a lot of women put on weight when they're working in business at that point or, or struggling to gain weight as well, um, because your body just can't do the other things when you're in that fight or flight.
0: Mm. Yeah, you broke that down really, really well. I'm so glad that you recognize the emotional uh, symptoms that we might be feeling because I think sometimes we recognize the emotional, but we don't realize that it has a correlation to what's going on physically and then vice versa. Mm -hmm. So it's great that you gave both sides there because I think for the women listening, they can start to notice and... Sometimes it might take a few cycles to notice that this is a pattern. Sometimes it might happen once off, you've had a really stressful month and something happens and then your body's able to return to normal. But I think what Katie so beautifully said was that if these things start to look irregular or start to become a pattern, then it's maybe time to check in with someone whether it be a doctor or whether it be someone like her and um, get some help because uh, yeah you don't want to leave these things you don't want them to go on too long Um, and the younger you are as well the younger you are in business before you're even thinking about having children it's a you know you're very lucky if you can start to catch these things early as well so I think something that we touched on a little bit earlier was this balance of the masculine and the feminine energy and when it comes to a lot of what you're talking about that is recognizing the feminine side of our body and the qualities of the feminine not only just physically as a female with those physical organs but also what that looks like in terms of uh, our cycle, what that looks like in terms of our energy, in terms of how we're going to feel and how different that is to a masculine energy. And and men and women have both. That's the beautiful thing as well is that this is not just about women. We are focused on women, but you know, it's about having both and recognizing both and the role of both. And I think for women in business, something I've noticed and something I've often been reminded by my husband actually is that, you know, business does require a lot of masculine energy. It's quite task orientated. It's very structured, goal focused. And all of those things are really important because they create that container in order for you to make money. And make sales, and uh, you know, um, convert clients, and get them results, and all of those great things that allow you to have the business. But I think there's this feminine energy that ha- brings in the the creativity, brings in the magnetism side. So what actually makes you attractive to your clients? Um, and also allows us to innovate our business because we're tapping into into that side and um you know the the feminine energy can be a a lot less structured and also with our cycle there's times that we can tap into that so i'd love to know how you help women who might be feeling like oh you know i'm a little bit off balance i i'm in business and the very fact of being in business is going to be mean that i'm going to be in my masculine quite a lot how can i bring myself more into balance but also there's so many gifts that the feminine has how can i really harness those to make business more fun too. I think that's what I'm getting at, is that when you have both, it makes it really fun and there's a lot of possibility there. So yeah, I'd love to know how you help bring women back into balance and start to harness some of that feminine energy.
1: Yeah, I think balance is the key word because we absolutely need both. Even the males in business need that feminine mm-hmm. energy. Um, so i love the way you describe that firstly you know what masculine energy is and what the feminine sides of business are and i think i think what's imperative to say from a personal perspective is that it wasn't until i actually harnessed my feminine energy in business that my business actually started working i would say so when i was truly in My absolute masculine energy around business. So I would say that's when I was trying to follow those societal expectations and social expectations of what a business is We traditionally view business as quite masculine. We automatically go yep structure. You have to show up. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to get back to people in 12 hours, you have to answer the call. Um, So there's a lot of rules around what society has set up it is to run a business. And I do feel we're in a generation um, or a time in history that that is shifting big time, which is beautiful, um, particularly with digital entrepreneurship. I was dropping balls when I was trying to run in my masculine all the time. And to explain why I feel that was happening, which is relevant for other women listening, is when you are trying to run the 24 hour linear cycle with all the rules, you will often find as a woman, there's the saying of just like, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on until I got my period. And then I knew exactly what was going on the week before. (laughs) And that's the same in business. So we will have natural times in our cycle as a woman. When I say cycle, I mean our menstrual cycle, our hormonal cycle where, we if we try and push and run that masculine energy and that linear energy we often will drop balls and a lot of that is that week before your period or the last kind of 10 to 12 days of your cycle with day one of your cycle being the first day that you bleed so think about the tail end of your cycle that typical like pre-menstrual week that we have those beautiful um Yeah, I won't go into that, but love how we always assume that women are gonna be pre-menstrual, which is I think why so passionate about this, because you don't have to be. If you honor it, you don't have to be. And where I'm going with that in a business sense is that we will often as women try and run on a masculine schedule where we are running to those expectations. We will have our business set up in a way that it looks the same for all 30 days of the month, but we change as a woman. And so often we'll drop balls and then we will quite a few of us and quite a a lot of women i know in business and i certainly did this is then i would beat myself up and i'd go i've had an awful week i you know i didn't get anything done i i didn't this or i didn't do that or i'm frustrated and as you said earlier ruby when that starts to pattern each month that's how you end up in that burnout because then you're so you're almost guilty for what you didn't do in comparison to the first step I feel for finding this feminine masculine balance for women is to know when you need your feminine energy and when you can harness your masculine energy in your menstrual cycle. So as I've already mentioned that last 10 to 12 days of the month for you, um, month being your cycle cyclical month, not months of the year. um, it's a really important time to look at things that aren't requiring so much input from you. So it's a really good time to look at tidying up projects that you've already started. It's a good time to do things like tech updates, updating your website. Um, You know, it's, it's a good time to just kind of clean up, (laughs) clean up bits that, you know, where you're not having to create new, you're not having to go um, big with new ideas or really step forward into the limelight of your business, if you can. At the start of the month, we're gonna be able to harness a lot more creative and a lot more output energy and a lot more extroverted energy as a female in business. So we are going to have more of that masculine structure and be able to show up better in terms of doing things like podcasts, you know, speaking publicly, creating a new program, coming up with a new idea. And I think just knowing that, knowing where am I at in my cycle, knowing that my business can be living and breathing as I am living and breathing. And it's not always going to look the same for 30 days of the month. And depending on what I I guess industry you're in, whether or not that you can find ways to harness that, and then the key after that is to have the self-acceptance. So even if a lot of the questions I get are like, well, what if I can't change the way my business is working? Then interrupt your day in a way that allows you to still tap into softness and femininity when you need the rest. So still be able to honor and have self-acceptance at the back end of the month. Knowing that's where you are in your menstrual cycle, knowing that that's the time of the month where if you're seeing clients all day because you can't change the structure of your business. It's okay then to go home and do less at home or it's okay then to not feel so inspired or it's okay then to feel more tired. And what that will do is if we can have this anchor point of awareness where we go, ah, actually, I am in the last part of my cycle. This is why I'm feeling tired. This is why I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed. That anchor point of awareness helps us to take better action, um, or more aligned action is actually how I like to say it, because it's not better or worse, it's just more aligned action. What does that look like in real time? That means that instead of skipping the awareness point and rushing home and buying the pizza and eating the half a block of chocolate, you have the awareness, ah, I know where I'm at in my cycle. That's why I'm tired. And this, there's this middle portion where you get to bring your logical mind into the picture and go, oh, maybe I need to take a long hot shower. Maybe I need to go to bed an hour earlier. Maybe I need to move something off my schedule tomorrow because I think I am due for my period. Maybe I need to make sure that I'm eating my, you know, getting my protein and fats in. Maybe I really need to look at my breakfasts for the next couple of days because, you know, I am in that part of my cycle where I'm needing that extra foundational support. So even if you can't change the structure of the way you're running your business, depending on what industry you're in or how it's set up, I have the ability to do that in my business, which is beautiful. You know, like I can set up my clients in a way that, you know, I'm seeing them at certain times of the week only, or at certain times of the month only, and then I'm doing fun things at the end of the month. But if you can't, you can still bring that feminine energy and that self-awareness in, in a way that will support your health so that you, don't end up in a burnout. You have this opportunity to take aligned action to support yourself. And that can be as simple, you don't need to be a nutritionist. You don't need to be a naturopath to know how to do that. It could be as simple as just honoring oneself uh, mentally. Ah, I see why I'm tired. I can see why that's happening. I will take the longer hot shower. You know, or I will take the bath. Women have a really hard time. I find, um, receiving, in, in life, we have a lot of shame around receiving. And we often stop ourselves from experiencing true self care or true nourishment or true receiving. And this is the time where we really need to step in, in and up into that and say, I'm worthy of this. I'm worthy of that receiving because it will make me better in my business tomorrow. It will allow me to show up again for my clients tomorrow without the resentment. But if we don't have that awareness and we're not looking at this stuff, you can see how it would be easy to steam train your way through and have the back end of the month be that time where we are getting the sugar cravings. We are, you know, living on that fight or flight. Um, you know, we're binge watching Netflix when we get home and then we're beating ourselves up about it. Cause women love to do that. We love to, sh- to beat ourselves up about things. Men seem to let things go a lot easier. Um, start a new day, women tend to go, oh, I've been revolting this week. You know, there's a lot of su- societal um, conditioning for women and, and narrative and stories we get told about um, the way that women should present ourselves, the way that we should be. And as I said, that PMS week, even that in itself, the fact that, um, you know, I always say like, releasing shame around your menstrual cycle, if you've ever had anyone say to you, you know, oh, you're on your period this week, cause you're a bit agitated, you need some self love. You know, you need to, you need to heal that. You need some self love. You're allowed to have that week. You're probably agitated because you didn't honor. Yeah, that was yeah. long. It was long, but I think it's really important. <laughs> it we can, is. We it can is. Even bring femininity into small moments, Ruby. I mean, taking a lunch break. Now you can either rush through your lunch break and be very like rush, 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 scoff it in talking at the same time, or you can sit and breathe. You can mm. breathe, you can taste your food, And this is that accessing of receiving and pleasure. So it's not always receiving as in people giving you gifts, you taking an hour to have a long bath. It's allowing yourself the worthiness to go slow. And that can just be your lunch break. I need to go a little slower today. I need to not look at my phone, plus have a conversation, plus eat my lunch all at the same time. That can be a way to bring that femininity back into your day, to just go slow, eat slower, get yourself out of that fight or flight mode. that's how we should all be eating anyway and you know we often get ibs and we've got such a pandemic of ibs and bloating and gluten intolerances and all sorts of things um people that can't work out what's going on with their gut a lot of the time we're just in such a perpetual stress cycle that our blood flow is not going there we're not chewing our food um so, you know in terms of some real fundamentals as i said you don't need to see a nutritionist and naturopath you need to slow down mm, <laughs> i mean yeah. you probably need to see one as well but <laughs> slowing down is the first step you can do so much for just slowing down
0: and likelihood is in my experience that's the first thing they'll tell you as well they'll be like yeah we can we can do the supplements to support you but nothing is really going to change unless you create these fundamental changes and i think something that came out of what you were saying for me is we we if we're looking for permission all the time from other people we're going to keep perpetuating that need for validation and permission and what actually creates a really strong businesswoman who's very very confident is someone that doesn't need that and starting with something like your cycle is a beautiful way for you to give yourself your own permission give yourself your own validation your own love first and then be able to receive that really well and then everything else that comes at you from your business and especially if you become quite successful you're able to receive that really well because you can do it for yourself first, right?
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And that's, yeah, exactly what I was talking about. And I was saying, you know, we have this block to receiving and a lot mm. of the time it comes back down to needing to go back to honour and reverence for where you're at, what your capacities are and where you're pushing and who you're pushing for, Ruby. Because yeah. all of the time we're not actually pushing for ourselves, we're, we're pushing for an idea.
0: Mm. Mm, Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. I love that. I wanted to touch on very briefly to, to round out this conversation. We've talked about how you can tune into your feminine and support yourself and and harness that creativity and once you've got that creativity flowing and you're putting things out there something that came to mind when i was thinking about talking to you and and you touched on this earlier you talked about the nervous system response and how if we're always in in the state of fight or flight and and increased cortisol, then our nervous system's really getting a hammering. It's having to work very, very hard. But also in the same time, if if you're a creative entrepreneur and your work requires you, even if it's through service or if it's through a product, you to put yourself out there, especially if you work for yourself, you're marketing your product or your service yourself. And that exposure in itself, I have personally noticed in myself over time. It's gotten much easier, but I think that has happened in parallel with supporting my nervous system. Mm. Because again, like your nervous system is just going to receive see exposure as as potential for you to not be liked and to be judged and all of those things. And I think this is a real missing piece of the puzzle that we don't talk a lot about how what's going on physically and how dialing that in can support our creativity and our capacity for more and to be uh, bigger and better if that's something that you want. And so, I would love to just touch a little bit on the nervous system. And this is something that people might find very new and they might not. not um, it might take a little bit to connect the dots around this. But I think, you know, just very quickly, I would say if, if you've ever noticed when you go to put something out there, yes, this discomfort is coming up but have you ever thought, is that actually my nervous system saying, am I going to be okay if I don't get the response that I think I'm gonna get? Or if a judgment comes at me or if,
1: you get your way or, you way to reply to that email that you've sent with a proposition and you're like
0: Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Or if something really good comes back because that's the other thing. A lot of a lot of energy coming at us from someone who's giving you a great opportunity is also something that our nervous system loves needs to handle. So I'd love to touch on that finally because I think that's that's a missing piece of the puzzle and this probably blows open a whole other conversation. Okay, <laughs> but okay. Yeah, let's just finish off by talking a little bit about, about that, the relationship between putting yourself out there and your nervous system.
1: Mm, I, lo- I love it too, because I think that's what it is to be in business or be an entrepreneur. So I love this, I love this from a health perspective and a business perspective. I think the key question that would be in a lot of people's minds is why does that happen? And the best way I have to describe this is there's this conflict between authenticity and attachment. So naturally, human beings, we are tribal animal, um, animals. So we forget that we're actually mammals that wanna be part of something. And the reason why we wanna be a part of something is not just because we like socializing, it's because it's fundamental to our survival. So we need to be thinking of this body of ours that's housing the soul that's trying to expand as ancient mas- machinery. So whilst the world is evolving outside of us and we're doing things like stepping out on our own into big creative energy and putting things out there, as you've said, our body is ancient machinery. It's not used to that. It's actually wired, hardwired for a bit of conformity. And as I said, that's for safety. And the best way to simplify that is just if you were outside in the desert on your own or in um, you know back in the middle ages on your own where we didn't have houses, to protect you from the elements, you need a tribe. If you don't have a tribe, you won't survive. You can't hunt, do the berries, do the shelter, do the water all on your own, you wouldn't survive long. So we're hardwired for conformity, for safety, physical safety. So the nervous system gets activated when we put stuff out there, simply because there's this conflict between being truly authentic and maintaining primary attachments. So, Anything that's going to compromise our attachments, i.e. putting something out that's completely unique or that's really authentic to you that you maybe haven't seen anyone else do much of before, or that feels like it's stepping out, you know, is going to rub up against, oh, are they going to like me? And there's a real physical response that happens in the body because of that. So I think knowing that to start with is really useful because again, like I explained about the, the acceptance with being able to take aligned action once we have awareness. I teach the AAA's and I say, we've got to have awareness of what's happening. So just knowing that in itself, ah, my body's scared that I may not be safe. That's hardwired into me. Then having acceptance for that, then you can take aligned action. Oh, I can have this self-acceptance. I may need a little love. I, need, I may need to support my nervous system, which I'll rattle off a few things next for that having that moment and then the aligned action is ah now that i know all of that i can hit send and i can flick it forward anyway because i've built the support so if awareness what's going on in my body why is that coming up acceptance is kind of like the it's like i find the the interim stage where you're finding what you need in order to be okay with it then the aligned action oh i can i can do it now because even when something goes wrong i've 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 got an awareness as why it's gone wrong and not just spiraling into chaos when i get the email back or when i get the comment on my instagram post so i think that in itself just having that knowledge is really useful for a business owner secondary to that in terms of supporting our nervous system so how can we have a foundation of health and wellness that means that we are not constantly in this fight or flight and therefore the nervous system is not so I used the word agitated before, but it's sensitive. The nervous system is always looking for environmental stimuli that will activate change in your in yourself. So it will it will motivate you to change something in order to keep you on the safe side of things so if we can kind of turn down some of that sensory and pull ourselves back in we get to be more in that logical prefrontal brain more and less in the back side of our brain which is that animal instincts where we have our watchdog our little amygdala that's constantly scanning the environment and looking for things that might compromise safety and trying to motivate us towards getting to safety all the time so the better supported our health is the more we get to be in that logical prefrontal brain and say to the nervous system, "We're cool, we're cool, we're fine." How can we get that as a woman? Well, I guess you know number one is I think we will need to look at testing more often as as females. We are living in a society where, unfortunately, our food is not the same quality as what it, it could it could have, you know, it used to be, our soil qualities and things like that. We're eating a lot more processed foods and we are in this ancient machinery, so our body doesn't always know what to do with the types of food that we put in. Particularly as an entrepreneur, I find there's a lot of women skipping breakfast, they're getting up, having a coffee and a cold piece of toast or half a piece of toast and thinking that's sufficient. Your body's automatically going into a bit of a stress state um, doing that. So it's easy for us to, I think, be in a position where we do become, say, a little bit iron deficient or a little bit B12 deficient. Um, And that can compromise our energy Beyond anything, you know, if we're not correcting that, I feel like we're not at baseline. We don't, it's like we don't have the fighting chance you know? So if you haven't had blood stunt in the last 12 months or heaven forbid, the last two years, just going and getting a standard blood test. Hey, Mr. Doctor. Hey, Mrs. Doctor. I haven't had a blood test in a long time. I'm feeling a bit run down and tired. I'm feeling a bit agitated mentally. Can we just check in on my iron and my B12? Just some basics, Um, you know, vitamin D2. I would love to get everyone checked, but just getting some of the basics done to make sure that you're not running subpar. So I always say we can't out supplement your diet or your lifestyle. I'm a big advocate on that as a practitioner, but I do also feel that if we're not looking for the deficiencies and fixing those, that it's hard to have the resiliency to make the diet and lifestyle changes um, or the business structure changes because you're already feeling so run down. So just get some testing done. Um, learn more about your menstrual cycle so you can have that honour, which we've already spoken about. Then look at your diet. The, the biggest place that I feel a lot of women are in is they're either not eating enough and then getting to the back end of the day and fueling or craving um, the sugars and things like that. Or even if you're not craving that, I just find naturally women, it's so common that they're under eating in terms of calories. We've been conditioned so much to fear fats and we need these fats for our hormones. And when I say fats, like we need to be eating the fish, the avocado, the nuts, the seeds, the whole fat butters. If you're doing dairy, the whole fat dairy, if you're doing like yogurts and and things like that, and not being scared of that as a woman, um, And there is a lot of that and so as i said they're rushing out the door with just a coffee in hand half a piece of toast or thinking that they can get by on one boiled egg and they'd be like yeah i'm i'm having a lot of the time for women a healthy diet looks like um very scaled back diet you know not many carbs on the plate you've got your lean piece of protein and your two greens but it's not enough. We need those carbs and we need those fats, the good quality carbs, you know, our sweet potatoes, our rice, if you're eating those things, our wholemeal breads, our rye breads, our sourdoughs. Um, We need those carbs and we need the good quality fats every single day. So if you're not putting any fats on your plate, you know, that can be a really good place to start. It's just getting comfortable with adding a bit more to your diet. That, you know, first we've got to crowd out before we worry about saying, stop eating the sugar. It's hard to stop eating the sugar if your body's in a cycle of needing quick energy hits because you're on an adrenaline cycle and you're under eating. So I think a a little check-in around that can be really useful for women as well. And then I think, you know, knowing your personal truth and your boundaries, shame is an inside job. So if you're putting things out there and you're feeling triggered, or you are feeling like the nervous system's on fire and you've got those foundations to your health. A big one for me was being so sure of my personal truth and clearing my own personal shames. And a lot of the time, you know, shame is such a, uh, a, seems like such a um, heated word, but it's as simple as I actually didn't have all the information I I needed when I put that out there and I feel called out, you know? And so what's the lesson? I need to go find more information. And if we can face that the shame's an inside job, then we can use it as a tool, the fear's an inside job, we can use it as a tool to look for what we need. Do I need to learn more on that so I can feel more confident, I can feel more true to me? Do I need to learn more about what my niche is or what I really feel good teaching or, you know, to round it back out to what I said at the start of the podcast, what my personal strengths are? If I really love speaking but I'm spending my time writing, you know, Is that serving me to try and put out written content on a blog because someone says I should have a blog. Maybe I should start a podcast instead, you know, so I can speak because I really like speaking. Other people hate speaking, it causes fear and anxiety. They would much rather write, but they're trying to create a podcast because everyone's got a podcast. You know, so really knowing what your personal truth is, knowing what your personal strengths are on top of that foundation of health, um, then you can start to say to your nervous system, we're okay
0: even when it thinks you're not okay. I love Katie, how you brought that all together and brought together all of the elements of the conversation today. And I really hope that you take just one thing from what we're talking about. It doesn't mean that you have to overhaul everything, whether it be simply having the awareness or whether it be, I'm, gonna going to start eating more and see what happens as a result of that i'm going to start to track my cycle it's all going to help because it all change doesn't happen overnight and you can also see now from what we've been talking about that this is all related to you running a business at the same time and we don't want you to burn out and say i give up i'm burning the business down because you're at a breaking point. We want you to build a sustainable business because that's probably why you got into business in the first place was because you wanted a life and you wanted some freedom. So let's ensure that you're supported in that process. So thank you, Katie, for all of your incredible wisdom. You're so knowledgeable on all of these things. And just to finish off, where can we hang out with you if we want to learn more about what you do and yeah, what's coming up for you in your business that people can be a part of?
1: Yeah. Thanks Ruby. That was, I feel like that was a big one. I feel like people are going to need to, women are going to need to go back, re-listen with a pen and paper and write some things down. Lots yeah. of checkpoints, um, which I love finding me so um social media so i have a few instagram pages for the different areas of my business um and i'm sure that they might be popped in the show notes um for people to have a look at but katie Holohan naturopathy i guess is my personal brand and most fitted for the conversation we've had today i also run an account called raising health for kids and for yeah taking care of kids health um, and I've also got a new program coming up called Becoming Mother, which will be for um, yeah people who are women who are pregnant and early postpartum. In terms of the way that I support people, I work one-on-one with women in um, mentorships around their health, their self, and the, I guess their whole lifestyle, and kind of hold their hand through that for, for 12 weeks at a time. At the moment, that's the um, way to access me one-on-one. And then I run multiple times a year a program called Being Woman, which is a beautiful women's mentorship container that is a group container um, and where basically I dive right into how to live your life by the menstrual cycle, um, self-expression, confidence, self-worth for women, and, yeah, all of the ways to build that foundation of health as a woman. That's why it's mm. called Being Woman. <laughs> um, so, yeah, lots of ways to interact. My website's just www www.katiehollohan.com. So nice and simple ways to
0: find me. Amazing. I will definitely link all of those things in the show notes and uh, pop your bio in there so people can get a little more background on you. Thank you so much, Katie. I really appreciate your time and your knowledge and what you bring to this world and how you help women. And I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of your journey unfolds.
1: Thank you so much, Ruby. Likewise, back to yourself.